Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. You know how I feel about your game, man, right? Yeah. I've told you year after year, welcome to Canton. <laughs> There's no one else I'd rather hear this news from oh, you, man. No one else. Thank you. And it is an honor and a privilege, man, to no be idea. with it's you and to do this. You're the man I looked up to you all those years. That is who I want to be. Well, now, you know, hey, we both played at SC, but now we can say we're teammates forever. I love it. Coolest moment ever for Tony Baselli. What a weekend for him. Into the Hall of Fame, very much deserved. He was patient, took his time, but he is finally in. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time, our first show back of the offseason. So much to talk about. It is truly on to next season. Woke up yesterday morning. I said, oh, my gosh, the combine is in two weeks. Yeah, We got to get going. Comes yeah. up fast. Yeah, it really does. And and when you realize how much has to get done in terms of getting a staff in here, mm -hmm. right? Because the process went so much later than it did last year. There's a lot on the to-do list across the hallway. Is there a Baselli jersey on our city? Yeah, we're doing that. Is that what we're rolling Buckle, with now? We're right. doing right. that. Buckle up, big boy. At some point, we got to pull back. No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I think this is going to be here. Oh, it's just the beginning. Yeah, for a couple weeks. There'll be a, there'll be a life size. I think there is a life size cutout of Baselli coming. Well, that's it, probably already here. There's already yeah. one in his house. It, well, yeah, right. <laughs> John, before we get into big things, that was an awesome, awesome moment for Anthony Munoz to come, and that meant so much to him. I know you were in Los Angeles over mm -hmm. the weekend, so tell us briefly what it was like. I know you choked up a little bit when well, you got the news. When he told me, and you know, we've gone out to try to be with Tony at the moment several times, and at Jaguars.com, we try to cover as well as we can. So we'd gone to Tony before and said, "Look, we know you're going to find out. Can't tell you." It's, it's, so he had told me a couple of weeks ago, and you know I've covered him since uh, '95, and I went out to his home and met his parents when he was a rookie. Uh, so we've known each other a long time. And when he told me, I did tear up a little bit. Yeah. The big man teared up yeah. a little bit, bro. Well, you know, I would say, just and if that's not him. okay, that's not okay. No, it's, so, it's very okay. And and I, that's the first time I'd seen that piece of video. Yeah, it's very and cool. I had the emotional reaction because I remember standing with Anthony Munoz at. at Remember the old Florida yep. Sports Awards when he came to present Tony an award on stage here 22 years ago, back in 2000. And I, I just I asked him for one of our television shows, where does Tony fit? You know, because it was the golden age of offensive tackles, right? You had Orlando Pace in St. Louis, John Ogden in Baltimore and Walter Jones. I mean, Hall of Famers all. Um, where does he fit? And he said he's the best. And I said, so like second now to you because you're considered the best. He said, I think Tony's the best. Uh, so to have him there mm -hmm. just brings it all full circle to me, right? From the day he showed up here after the draft in 1995 until then when he was, when he was brought to the forefront back in L.A. where he came from. I mean, what a, just what a great story for a great family. Yes, and, and all deserved. We'll move on. But uh, when he told me, I said, well, how'd you find out? And, and he briefly told me the Munoz thing. I said, that had to have been unbelievable. And... Again, you know, 
I imagine Tony doesn't get emotional every time, but he said, yeah, that was unbelievable. So I, I have mean, to tell you real was, quick. It was unbelievable. I was getting ready. I was going to Kansas City for the AFC Championship game, and I got on, and here came a whole group of guys that I knew from the NFL Films crew and some talent that I knew. And I, what are you guys doing here? Well, blah, 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 blah. I went, Baselli. <laughs> right. I kind of, I pieced it together because I kind of figured out who was there. And I, I didn't know for sure. Obviously, I didn't find out, but um, that was my clue. And I'm like, I think he's in. And it was uh, love that they didn't want to tell you. Oh, and people I know, they're like, we can't say anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Well, you really can't. And you know, I I did a um, last Wednesday or Thursday, the day of, I talked to Munoz, mm-hmm. and I knew that he knew. So I told him, oh, look, I know you, you know. And he said, well, I, don't, I know what you're talking about. I said, Come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, don't be so stayed in character. We talked for a little while afterward, and he said, look. What a great job Angie did setting that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing Angie also did, it's out there now, uh, she got a video from Tony's dad uh, who passed last year who to speak to Tony before that. Um, what an amazing moment that oh. had to have been for oh Tony. Gosh, and yes. what an amazing time it is and so well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an incredible story. And... Because it's an incredible story, I'll put up with the jersey on the front we, of the <laughs> we, we, we can. We will, you will hear, you will see a lot of Baselli stories. Mm-hmm. And you'll, there's, there'll be some new ones that you haven't heard through the year. I, I know we've got to start. I just want to say this. Angie Baselli uh, is as strong a presence in the community uh, as Tony is, but not as visible. And for the things that she's done through the years here, this is really cool for her because she's always been super NFL player's wife and mom. Yep. Um, so a big congratulations to her. Yes, and the whole entire family. You big bet. weekend for the Baselli's. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is start the clock. 30 days until free agency begins, and it's time to start making moves, combine, draft, Hall of Fame, enshrinement. As we start talking about making additions to this team, the general manager is feeling good overall about where the team is at this moment. You know, we're going to go through this process. We're in a very good situation with a franchise quarterback in place. We've got a lot of ammunition with draft picks, 12 draft picks this year, eight stored up for next year, and, and the cap spaced second, I think, believe second most in the league as we sit here today. So there's, some, there's going to be some changes. And in this league, I think if you look at what Cincinnati did, you can make these changes fairly quickly. Uh, we're going to go through it. The first thing is Doug and I sitting down with the rest of the staff once, they, once we get them in place and going through the roster and really putting a plan together for free agency, for the draft, and address the needs that we have. I think the thing to keep in mind, we got a lot of good young players here. The cupboard's not bare. We just have to add to that. We, had to have, we have to add some pieces at the right spots and get the right people in here. And it, it, the, the type of players we're looking for are players that love the game, high character guys that are going to fit the, the, the style of play that we want and the culture that we want to build here. So that's the starting point is getting the coaches in here and then collaborating to see exactly how we're going to address the needs that we have. Big thing, too, is begin again. It seems like we were right here just a year ago. A new head coach, number one overall pick, lots of draft picks and salary cap space. But as of right now, it feels different, very different because of this guy. A great opportunity to really to really flip 
this organization and get it, get it back in the direction that it that it's uh, I know that, that Sean Khan wants it to go and we all want it to go and you know to have have the quarterback in place is obviously a key thing and kind of drew me to obviously this this franchise and then you know as you mentioned the, the draft capital and, and resources it's just one piece of one piece of the time you're the first Jaguars head coach who has played the position of quarterback how does your experience as a player translate to coaching the position I just feel like I can see it through the quarterback's eyes. You know, I was never the starter a lot, you know, but I had had that career backup. So I was always in a, a kind of a coaching, sort of a mentor. You know, I see the game through the quarterback's eyes, and I think that's important to to understand what they're what they're seeing, what those guys are seeing out on the football field. And then, obviously, having been coached by some some great coaches and you know head coaches in my career, it's something now that I can you know, pass on to, to a guy like Trevor and just, just create that desire, which is already there, but you want to enhance the desire to, to be great. And he wants to be, he wants to be that way. I want that for him. And again, teams that have this position right are the ones that have had success in this league. And, and uh, you know, Jacksonville has gotten it right. And finally, Big Thing 3, we talked about at the beginning of the show, Jacksonville's big night. Tony Baselli inducted into the Hall of Fame late Thursday night, a moment that was very much deserved, but hasn't quite hit him yet. It's funny you talk about the uh, sign your name and no more number. Yeah. I always, every time I go somewhere, you know, get a group of guys sign autographs, I always, I'm being honest, I get a little bit jealous. I'm watching other guys sign, yeah. you, you know, Anthony Munoz, HOF. Yeah. And I'm sitting there writing Tony Baselli, 75. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully one day I get to put that HOF. Uh, we're teammates. As Deacon Jones used to say when he was alive, we're on a team now, you're on a team, you can't get cut, you can't get weighed, <laughs> you can't get traded. We're on it forever. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Those are big things. Doug Peterson as the new Jaguars head coach. We haven't had the chance to really talk a lot about that, at least on Jaguars drive time. And we mentioned big thing, too. The Jaguars are basically right back where they were a year ago. Except. Totally different. You have, it feels like you have a grown-up in the room, Mm -hmm. right? Not to besmirch anyone else, but last year felt like an experiment, right? And it was. Um, And, you know, it was all the huge staff that came in and all of that stuff. This feels like a proven commodity, and it, it should with a Super Bowl ring on it. Um, it's almost as if he's like, yeah, I, I got this. Just come with me. It's that big brother effect that we talked about, having someone who could put their arm around the franchise and go, we got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, not to besmirch, big word you use, um, <laughs> it, you, you won't hear anymore, well, that was a surprise to me. Yes. And I'm learning this as I go. Uh, that was the reality with Urban Meyer, and the reality with Doug Peterson is he played in the league 12 years, 13, 13. years as a backup, and has coached for 12. Right. He's got 25 years in this. There's not going to be a whole lot thrown at him that he doesn't know. The franchise needs that. Now it's just got to work. It can work because he's got the quarterback. But he said there's pieces. This team needs a lot of pieces. Don Shula, Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid, the coaches that he played for. It is a strong pedigree. Here we go. Yeah, just been there, done that. Yep. You can, and it's not a cockiness. It's just an emulated confidence. His first day in the building, and he mentioned what I love the most was just surrounding himself with good guys. And he's going through interviews right now to build that coaching staff. But it was a point of emphasis. Yeah. Just bring good people in here. Yeah. It can be that easy. NFL head coaching, ninety percent of it on a day-to-day basis is handling the crisis of the day, handling the crisis of the moment. I, uh, you know, I'm sure last year there were moments that came up that the coach hadn't seen before when 
things come up this year, the coach will have seen it before, and there'll be a lot of situations where somebody comes in and says, Coach, we got to do this. And he'll say, we'll just do this. Yeah, exactly. And, a calm and it will move on easily. And I think that is a huge thing for this franchise. Right. And now. as you go to break, I just want to say congratulations to Leroy Butler as well mm -hmm. for two guys to go into the Hall of Fame in the same class from the smallest market in the league. Um, cool. Really huge cool. weekend for yeah, Jacksonville. Leroy, great guy. Uh, very deserving. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of Jacksonville, Jacksonville resident and native Shaquille Quarterman, linebacker for the Jaguars, joins us next on Jaguars Drive Time. The time is now to renew your 2022 Jaguar season tickets. The stage is set. Coach Doug Peterson is here. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence is here. You don't want to miss a second of the action. Season ticket members to renew by March 4th will also be entered to win one of 54 scratch packs containing prizes ranging from signed merchandise, exclusive access to events at TIAA Bank Field, and even a trip to the 2022 NFL Draft in Las Vegas. Sign up now on Jaguars.com. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, Tuesday morning, our first show back of the offseason. And speaking of offseason, we're going down to Miami. Jaguars linebacker Shaquille Quarterman is there training, I believe. Shaquille, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, so tell us how the offseason is going. How is training going? It's going great. It's, it's honestly going great. You know, getting a chance to come back a little bit earlier than most, you know, it definitely gives you the time to do a lot of things your way, you know, get a head start. Shaq, you're a Jacksonville guy, right? I mean, you, you follow this team. You understand the personalities. Tell us your thoughts on the big weekend. Uh, you know, Tony Baselli's a guy, obviously, you know. I'm assuming you probably know Leroy Butler as well. Talk about the Hall of Fame right. in your hometown. I think it's, man, it's just really amazing to see you know um i just want to give a huge thank you shout out to 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 both those guys man because what they did for the city is just something that you can't it's hard to put into words you know but for those guys to do that man it's giving every resident in jacksonville florida the right to really you know just go even harder for our team you know i could talk a lot of talk about my my guy tony baselli man it's just really really an honor dog you know and we have so much love for the team and for the city that you know, these are things that should have been came to pass. So just finally see it, you know, it really grows on you. You know, it makes your heart warm, seriously. Shaquille, I know you had a chance to meet uh, Doug Peterson when he was in town or uh, when you were here for his introductory press conference. Impressions and thoughts moving forward with Coach Peterson? Um, getting the chance to meet him, I actually got the chance to meet him right before I hopped on the road to go down and train. And that was, that was really the icing on the cake for me. You know, I think he's a really poised guy you know that's the first impression i got from him and the secondly is that he's really embracing the jaguar culture the jaguar lifestyle you know he's really ready to work he's very hungry and just seeing that in his eyes man that's the type of coach that is it's not hard to play for at all so seeing that from him and him getting to work so fast and at the ferocity that he's doing it you know it made me get on the road i-95 and go get my work in you know <laughs> Along those lines, Shaq, you were on the field a lot over the second half of the season. You took a big step forward from your first year to your second year. Talk about this scheme, this 3-4 scheme that you played in. We've heard that perhaps if Mike Caldwell is the defensive coordinator, that we're going to see more of that. How do you see yourself and your career progressing here as you go to year three? 
honestly, I just continue to do what I know how to do, man, and get better at the things that I'm not, you know, where I want to be at. And that by itself will give me the opportunity to continue to, you know, push up for it and propel myself to be a greater linebacker, you know, in this defense, you know, the the schemes may change, you know, but the players are are the players and I take great pride in that. So just being available and ready to learn and and play the game in which I know how to play the game, I'm just very excited, you know, for the opportunity to play, you know, underneath the staff and have the stability to really, you know, find my home in any defensive scheme that we play, you know, but I, I have great, great dreams about what's on the cusp for us as a defense. Uh, you mentioned stability. Uh, haven't had a lot. It's your third head coach, third coordinator. Uh, how do you approach that? Um, I guess, how do you approach that? It's got to be difficult. Um, it is difficult, you know, going through, going through, you know, these first couple of years. But it's life, though, you know, and you don't get to choose. You know, I think it's a blessing that I get to do this. So at any point, you know. Um, most of us, I, I keep reminding the guys on the team that we went through harder things and our adolescence just to get here. So this, you know, rolling with the punches is merely just our job, you know. So thinking about it like that, I just can't help but be excited for what's on the cusp for all of us, man. I think if we all show up ready to work, ready to put in a, a good, honest effort, man, without, you know, as many or least distractions as possible, we're going to be successful. We're going to be successful. So can't nothing really change my mind on that fact. Very true. Love to hear it. Shaq Quarterman, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy Miami, train hard, and we'll yes. see you back here in Jacksonville. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Go Ab Jags. Thanks, Go Jack. Jabs. Absolutely. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, an inside look at this reported coaching staff coming soon here to Jacksonville. Stay with us on Jaguars Drive Time. is important you know and it's it's i i love guys that are high high energy guys you know because i'm going to be that way on the field um and and guys that are great teachers and great communicators and you know it doesn't always have to be your your best friend or you know because there's some great coaches out there and there's some there's some some guys that that it's just unfortunate but there's only just so many spots right on a coaching staff and, and there you could fill them with with a lot of good coaches and, and at the end of the day I get the decision to, to make to make that choice and and, and through communication and, and again our, our process here and that's who I want to surround myself with and, and it's still in the you know it's an ongoing process right now nothing nothing is set nothing's been you know established and I'm gonna be working on that here in the coming days. Head coach Doug Peterson working hard to get a coaching staff together. We expect that to be finalized late this week, early next week, but lots of reported names going on. So we're going to go over the big three, if you will. This is a report. It's not finalized, but we believe this will become final at some point this week. Let's go to Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, senior offensive assistant with the Colts, quarterback coach with the Eagles under Peterson, called the Philly special. That's enough for you. What do we think about this guy? Um, well, he obviously has a strong connection to Doug. I picked up the phone and called uh, a friend of mine who was on that staff in Philadelphia and started asking about guys that I, that he thought might come to Jacksonville. That was the first name he mentioned, right? He said, Press mm -hmm. Taylor's going to be your offensive coordinator. So, I mean, that tells you Say no what, more. what they think. Yeah, it was almost like Doug going, yeah, I'm really confident in, in getting my staff together. It was that much confidence in who this Because he's already picked up be. the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he knew, and a lot of hiring your first coaching staff with a new organization is 
guys you know you can get who are available because it it's tough for somebody who's a coordinator somewhere to move. True. So I'm sure that he knew Press Taylor was there. There is a strong connection. He is a young guy. He has not been a play caller, but he needs that first shot to become that. Mm -hmm. uh, the synergy there with those two, it makes perfect sense to me that if you're a play calling head coach, that you would go with somebody you know because you're going to depend on them very much. You want to make sure that game plan each Sunday, which you'll be involved with, but you won't be as immersed in it as if you're the coordinator. You need to be of like mind and almost the same mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Press Taylor and, and Doug Peterson, I'm sure they disagree at times, but they have spoken the same language, if you will, for eight or nine years on this thing. It makes perfect sense. It is, and I love what he said at the sound we heard coming back where he, he said they don't have to be your best friend. Yeah. That's so true, but it seems like he's just so comfortable with the guys he has that he's not really taking any chances with this. Yeah. Well, he, he's a youthful, rising coach, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's in his early 30s. 34, yeah, I believe. Yep. Zach Taylor's brother, so he obviously has uh, those kinds of conversations about plays and, and uh, design. Um, I, I, he's a, he is an interesting guy to come in and do it. And Exciting. Yeah. A storyline will be, we'll get to the defense in a minute because this uh, plays into it. It's a young staff in terms of experience now. Yeah. Defensive coordinator uh, Mike Caldwell, if he's the guy, has not been a coordinator. This is Press Taylor's first shot, and it's a young offensive line coach. Mm -hmm. uh, that will be a theme. Uh, Doug's going with the guys he believes in, so we'll get to Mike Caldwell. Yes, we will. The reported defensive coordinator position, Bucks inside linebackers coach, teammate, and assistant with the Eagles. So been with Doug Peterson a very long time, and 14 years as a defensive assistant so relatively young but but he has that experience mm, he in played the a number of years too and i remember him as a player especially with the uh, the baltimore ravens on uh, some excellent defenses and he was just most recently with todd bowles so he brings the experience of playing the game and of recently coaching with one of the hot defensive coordinators mm -hmm. in football so uh it, it's an important position because if it holds to form from philly the defensive coordinator has a lot of autonomy mm -hmm. because doug is very involved in the offense yeah, you like the fact that he's been around Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is one of the best defensive minds going mm -hmm. right now. Yep. It certainly seems like they're going to stick to a 3-4. Doug Peterson alluded to that at the in, at the intro presser. I'm all for the young guy uh, without the uh, background. I mean, I want to say background, but without the coordinator experience because these guys need shots, and mm -hmm. you don't know if a guy can do it until he gets a shot. So I like the approach, uh, but it's going to be a storyline. It will. What was so telling, it was the Buccaneers post-game availability, and Devin White spoke so highly, as well as Bruce Arians, about give this guy a shot. And when you hear coaches and players speak so highly of something like that, you know it's a good pick. You bet. Absolutely. All right, let's go to our last one. Quarterback coach, reportedly, Mike McCoy, former Chargers coach, roommate with Doug Peterson back in the playing days. So they go way, way back. Cardinals offensive coordinator back in 2018 has taken a little break from football, but but this one's really interesting. Well, this one makes a lot of sense if you're going to have a young, inexperienced staff, right? Yep. To have a guy that not only was he the head coach of the Chargers, but remember, he was the offensive coordinator in Denver when Peyton Manning first arrived. So you've got a guy who's done it that Doug can lean on, that Trevor can lean on. Uh, we've heard the name Jim Bob Cooter is a potential guy for the passing game coordinator. There's another guy who's done it before, you know, been a coordinator. So it's a young staff, but Doug's surrounding himself with some experience that he can lean on as well. This one makes perfect sense, mm -hmm. if only because of the Peyton Manning connection, because of the things he did helping Peyton later in his career. Yeah, there's a Peyton Manning there uh, uh, connection with Jim Bob Cooter as well when Jim Bob was really young starting out with the Colts. This one makes perfect sense. He's the only former head coach on the staff. 
uh, you need that. You frankly need a guy who can be there in this COVID situation mm-hmm. uh, if the head coach can't be there. And I, I'm making assumptions that Mike would probably step in and be that guy, or at least could. It's fair. It's important to have at least one person there at, as a head coach who's done it before where Shad Khan talked during the presser about more brain power. Well, Mike McCoy is a mm-hmm. guy that Doug Peterson can go to and say, hey, when you were doing this, how did you handle it? Yeah. Doug doesn't need that necessarily, but I'm sure that conversation will take place at some point. Well, Doug had last year off, but it didn't mean that he sat still. He talked yeah. about visiting camps. He talked about talking to guys around the league, and he knew he was going to get back into coaching. So mm-hmm. this, is, this isn't a, all right, let's go. It's the plan is already in place. He has been thinking about this since last year. Yeah, and it's no secret with the interview process and it taking some time, with those weeks when Doug Peterson had his first interview to his second interview, yeah. picking up the phone, making calls, putting feelers out there. They're waiting to make the whole statement of the coaching staff. So there are some pieces in place. They're just waiting for those right. final pieces. So an announcement coming soon, we hope. I would anticipate it soon. Yes, Yes, very soon. Possibly late this week, early next week. We'll wait and see here on Jaguars.com when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some closing thoughts about Tony Baselli. You get the phone call saying you're not in, and you're like, okay, well, maybe next year. And everyone else is crying. And they're going, who's supposed to be sad here? <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, if I could, uh, I wouldn't trade it, the pro- how this works, because there's no one else I'd rather knock on the door than the guy I looked up to and who I think is the greatest to ever play the game at the position I played. We went to school together, and uh, like, I remember when people used to compare me to him, and I'm like, well, that's nice, but I think he's better than I am. Uh, <laughs> See, my only regret is, you know, my dad passed away uh, last year. So I was really hoping last year would have been, so I, he could have done it, uh, been a part of it. Um, but I know he's uh, in heaven, watching down, smiling right now. So that'd be my only regret. Other than that, I wouldn't change anything. Incredible moment for Tony Baselli and his family, Anthony Munoz, there as well. It was such an awesome week. And if you know anything about Tony, he talks about his kids nonstop. So I love that they were a part about it. Too. I, I do too. I, here's what I'm we're going to hear a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of stories told about Tony Baselli. There was a four year period from 2002 when they put him um, into the expansion pool until 2006 when he, when he reconnected with the Jaguars and Mr. Weaver. Uh, where he was in Texas and Tennessee. I can't wait to talk about those years where he was away from the franchise um, because I think it's going to lead to the reunion, which I think is an amazing story that people haven't told yet. Mm-hmm. It's, I, there's a great story in there of adversity and reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one thing he did say later that he did regret too was that he didn't get to play more football. Yeah. And he really had his career taken away from him. I think he played seven years, not nearly enough time. Uh, we've talked a lot about how that hurt him for the Hall of Fame. I've talked to him before about just, you know, got taken away from him what he loved to do. That's why I was so happy for him for the Hall. Uh, He didn't get those last six or seven years of his career that he should have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good for him that he got this moment. And 
as much as I tease Tony, yeah. I love that this happened. Well, it didn't have to take this long because he looked the part of a Hall of Famer the day he stepped on the field. Yep, absolutely. An awesome weekend for an awesome family. Thank you for tuning in to Jaguars Drive Time. Our first show of the off season will be here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. We will see you next week. Stay with us on Jaguars.com.